Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Last night, I spent some time discussing the the subject of cursed objects, devices that belong to the kingdom of darkness, commonly known as the devil's devices. As I mentioned last night, there are so many devices so many kinds of objects that belong to the kingdom of kingdom of darkness it would literally take me hours and hours to go through each and every one and i want to take the time though that we have to focus on the most popular the most common devices the most common cursed objects that people possess in their dwelling place, in their home, on their property. And one of the most popular elements within occultism is the art of divination. And as a result of people involving themselves or dabbling in divination, many will accumulate various divinatory devices that belong in the kingdom of darkness that are cursed. The divinatory devices are numerous. But I feel compelled to talk a little bit about these devices on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. What's up? This is Toby Mack with the five loves of a Jesus freak. Write them down. Hide them in your heart. Here they are. Love God. Love his word. Love your enemies. Love your neighbor. Love truth. Sound easy? Not likely. If all that does come too easy for you, you're probably not working hard enough. On the other hand, these five loves should become second nature to any authentic Jesus freak. If you let God's grace soften your heart. One more time, love God, love his word, 
Love your enemies. Love your neighbor. Love truth. Amen. Are you a Jesus freak? For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com.
tonight I'm wanting to expose you, my friend, to the devil's devices. And one of the most common, most popular devices that belong to the kingdom of darkness that have enslaved millions. We're speaking of millions of people. Are devices that you find within the world of divination. And it's one of the most popular elements within occultism is the art of divination. One occult text defines divination, the art or practice of foretelling the future, discovering hidden knowledge, finding the lost, identifying the guilt by using a wide range of techniques involving the conscious or the unconscious use of spirit beings. So my friends, witches, satanists, shamans, occultists, voodoo priests, psychics, and mediums all implement divinatory devices and divination in their perspective occult practices. But let me draw this a little bit deeper. Yes, it's the witches, it's the satanists, the shamans, the spiritists, the sorcerers, the occultists, the voodoo priests, the psychics, the mediums. They all implement divination and divinatory devices, devices of the devil. But it goes beyond that. It goes deeper. It's the businessman. It's the homemaker. It's the daycare worker. It's the used car salesman. It's the grocery store clerk. It's the attorney. It's the medical doctor. It's the judge. It's the member of Congress. It's the priest. It's the baseball coach. It's the architect. It's the nurse. It's the dentist. It's the teacher. It's the professor. You get the point. Those who implement and utilize divinatory devices, the devices that belong to the devil, comprise a wide range of different kinds of individuals from every ethnic group, social economic group, age group. doesn't matter male, female. You find those using divinatory devices, the devices of the devil, cursed objects. You basically find these elements everywhere. Everywhere, my friends. Divinatory devices are numerous. From horoscopes, now, let's just stop right there, horoscopes. How many, I mean, I don't think we have the numbers, accurate numbers, on statistics on this. But I would imagine just in the United States of America alone, those who glance and those who read and partake of the horoscope readings, just in this country alone, Tens of millions? Probably. That's a lot of people, my friends. <laughs> Tens of millions of people in this country who partake, who involve themselves in an element of the occult using a divinatory device, a horoscope reading. It's that alone can open up a doorway to a demon. 
just reading one's horoscopes, possessing the horoscope reading in your home, reading it. Reading that horoscope reading is partaking of the occult, of the kingdom of Satan. It seems so innocent. It seems, the word, note the word I'm using, seems. It seems to be so benevolent. Just looking at one's horoscope reading in the newspaper, in a magazine, in a horoscope guide on the internet. Yet, it is a form of divination that God forbids. That God forbids. Tens of millions have potentially opened themselves up to evil spirits just in the United States of America. I'm sure one can say tens of millions in in Europe. There's an explosion of occultism. In Europe, I've been to numerous mighty cities, mighty European cities, from Berlin to Paris to London to Rome to Brussels to Amsterdam throughout Western Europe, Eastern Europe. And in many of these cities, occult black magic stores can be found on many of the major cities in these major major streets in these major cities throughout Western Europe. And what do these stores offer? Occultic paraphernalia, divinatory devices. Millions, millions of people are involving themselves in the occult. And as a result, they may not be a Satanist per se, a witch, a shaman, an occultist, a voodoo priest, a psychic, a medium, a spiritist, a sorcerer, a warlock. No. They're the judge, the nurse, the homemaker, the teacher. And like I said, it could be just somebody, anybody in society that just dabbles. And as a result of dabbling in the occult, they pick up an item. Terror cards, runes, a dowsing rod, the Ouija board, picking up a book on horoscope readings, on astrology, the divinatory devices are numerous. All of these divinatory devices serve as a contact point for the spiritual world. As humans use these devices, they are reaching out to the unseen realm. That is forbidden. God forbids us to using the the devices of the devil, cursed objects, as a point of contact to the spiritual world. It's a no. It's forbidden. It's an abomination, in fact. Allow me to read something to you. God is not silent on this subject. God speaks with clarity. And I'm astounded and puzzled and and saddened that many who have a Christian background, some form of church attendance, have never 
heard these words spoken regarding the occult. And this found in the book of Deuteronomy. Moses writes, when you enter the land the Lord your God has given you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one, no one, be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these, these, these things is detestable to the Lord. And because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. you must be blameless before the Lord your God. You cannot be blameless before the Lord your God participating in the spirits of darkness, the devices of the devil, the devices, devices of Satan himself, the demonic devices, the cursed objects that belong to the kingdom of hell. I'm telling you, humans who use these devices, these devil devices, they are reaching out to the unseen realm. They're reaching out to demons, my friends. They're not reaching out to the Holy Spirit. They're not reaching out to the Son of God. They're not reaching out to the Heavenly Father. They're reaching out to demons. When you participate in the occult, when you partake of div a, a divinatory device, the Ouija board, partaking of a reading of a horoscope, wherever, regardless where it may be found, possessing some crystals, Possessing a rune, a book on palm reading, and the list can go on and on and on. You utilize, even if you've just used it one time, you've opened a door. People are reaching out to the unseen realm, thereby giving demons who are in this unseen realm the spiritual right to reach out to the curious human. Are you curious, my friend, listening to this broadcast, this global radio presentation? Are you curious? Have you been reading your horoscope? Did you, as a child, possess a divinatory device such as the Ouija board, a rune, a tarot card? Have you had your cards read? Do you possess a voodoo candle? A voodoo doll. Perhaps you went down to Mardi Gras, down to New Orleans, if you were living in this country. You went down there. You were curious. You went into a voodoo shop down there. And there's many down there. I've been down to New Orleans a number of times for ministry. I've evangelized in front of these stores. They're peppered throughout that whole area of the French Quarter. And they sell voodoo dolls, voodoo candles, books on voodoo magic, on voodoo spells and rituals. Have you picked up one of these things? Have you, do you have a voodoo doll? Have you used the voodoo doll? You were just curious. And you were wondering if it worked. Well, my friends, this is the beginning of the slippery slope, the slippery slope to occult bondage. This is where it begins. 
actually purchasing, partaking, possessing a device of the devil. And I'm here to expose you to the dangers of possessing the devices of the devil. So the unsuspecting soul is introduced to the device and swayed by the lies that the device will open up the future to him or her. So the user believes the lie, wants to know the future, and then indulges, indulges perhaps. They're thinking, well, I'm, I'm just, just, just one time, I'm just trying this. And I won't try it again. Just this one time, I want to see how it works. So the curiosity led you to indulge into the darkness and to the occult and the occult sin, thereby allowing the spirits of the devil to masquerade and to deceive you. Oftentimes I get people saying, well, an angel appeared to me. I just purchased a book, Jay, and, and I did some of the occult meditation, and, and it was beautiful, Jay. It Angels visited me. What do you think? And generally speaking, most of the time, the devil will not come in his hideous form. He will come as a as a beautiful creature. He will masquerade himself. He's a master of deception. He's wanting to deceive you. And the deception will oftentimes enslave the user, thereby driving the user to rely upon the divinatory devices instead of Holy God, who has all the answers. And this will result in occult addiction and oppression and possibly possession. I've seen it thousands of times, thousands throughout this world. All it takes is one time. Now, I'm not saying everybody who's participating in in the occult or possessing a divinatory devices or a device of the devil for a short period that they automatically are demonized. No, oftentimes God's grace, his mercy, his power, his love, his goodness keeps the unsuspecting from demons. And we ought to thank God for that. But oftentimes we have seen that people try it once, then they try it a second time, and there's a form of an addiction that will occur. The curiosity will lead them to participate in the device even more and more. I'm telling you, my friends, God is not silent on the use of the devices of the devil, on the inventory devices, which are the most common devices people have that belong to the kingdom of Satan. You must get rid of them. You must burn them, preferably, because we don't want them to get in the hands of a child, of a young person, of anybody, thereby leading them into bondage. God, in his love, he loves you. He's not angry at you. He's abounding in love. He's slow to anger. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. That is grace. That is mercy. And I proclaim the message of God's goodness. I proclaim the message of victory. I proclaim, if you listen to this broadcast, if you hear me speak, I proclaim the message, Jesus is Lord. There's grace and mercy and goodness and forgiveness. But my friends, there is an explosion of divinatory devices, devices that belong to the devil, that somebody has to speak out. 
somebody. I want, I love you, my friends. And I do not want your soul to be in bondage to the devil. We need watchmen. We need people to speak forcefully, with clarity, with passion. However, in love and mercy and grace. And I want that balance. I'm hoping that I can convey that through this presentation. I love you. I care for your soul. I do not want you in bondage. That's why I'm warning you. I'm a father of young children. If I see dangers up lying up before them, would, would I not be compelled by love to warn them of the danger? Of course, because I love my children. Well, the Father in heaven loves us, and he cares for us so deeply. His tender mercies, his compassions, compels him to warn us, us, his children. And God is not silent. God is not silent. As he continued to warn throughout his word of the dangers of possessing the devices that belong to the devil. And Holy Scripture, sacred Scripture warns, do not practice, do not possess devices that belong in the kingdom of sorcery, in the kingdom of divination, the kingdom of darkness. In Acts 16, we see the Apostle Paul driving a spirit of divination out of a young slave girl that practiced fortune-telling. That's what happens when you practice, when you, and by practicing your reading, you're, you're, you're actually partaking. You're actually putting a little needle in that voodoo doll. You're actually reading the horoscope and believing it. You're practicing fortune-telling. You're practicing divination. When one indulges in divination, one traffics in the spirit world. That is a fact, my friends. That is a fact, What a beautiful time today to repent of divination, possessing a divinatory device. And tomorrow I'm going to be sharing some incredible stories of how individuals and families, because they possessed a divinatory device, because they practice the occult, because they partake of of a device that belonged to the devil. They opened themselves to extreme demonic attacks, hauntings, oppression, and even possession. Now, obviously, possession implies ownership. I do not believe demons can, uh, Christians can be uh, owned by demons. For we are owned by the blood of Jesus. We've been purchased by the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. However, Christians can have demons within them. That's a fact. They may not be owned by a demon, of course, because we're lifted up. We are raised. We're ascended to the, uh, to the Son of God's place in the heavenly realms. We're in Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms. We're seated with him and in him. What a beautiful, mystical, mysterious, supernatural, victorious position to be in, safe position, loving position to be in. So no, there is not a demon in hell that can take that from us. The Apostle Paul made that very clear. Nothing in all creation will, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. 
nothing, neither height nor depth nor anything. And all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. And that's comforting. But a Christian, a believer in Christ, can open themselves to demons and often do. And in this particular case, we're talking about possessing a divinatory device. Perhaps they have a device from the days of old, when they were living in the world, when they before they became born again. And they have yet to get rid of it. Well, that opens a door to a demon into your home, my friends. Get rid of it in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's Christians who get addicted, enslaved to participating in, in various forms of the occult and, and partaking of various divinatory devices. Their spirit nature hungers for righteousness and for the Lord, but they struggle. Just like there are Christians that struggle with pornography. Christians that struggle with Various forms of addictions doesn't take the fact away that they've been born again, regenerated by the Holy Spirit. They're just issues of the flesh that need to be restrained, need to be repented of, need to be broken, purged. And I'm calling you, my brother, my sister, to purge by the blood of Jesus Christ that sin that's so easily entangling in you. And, and we're speaking of and specifically tonight. The devices of the devil, the elements of the occult, get rid of it. In the authority of Jesus Christ, get rid of it. And in the authority of Jesus Christ, I come against every spirit of divination that is possessing, oppressing, afflicting, hurting, blinding people who are listening to this global presentation. I come against you through the blood of the cross, the blood of the cross of Jesus Christ. Go in the authority. Leave. Take the blinders off. Now, get out in the authority of Jesus Christ. These are people of God. Get out. Deliverance belongs to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Release them. Now, if you're listening to the broadcast and, and, you, and you have no idea who this Jesus is I'm speaking of, this is your opportunity to confess that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, and you shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And salvation is made possible because of the death of Jesus Christ, the crucifixion, the blood atonement of Jesus Christ. Jesus bearing our sins, our curses, our sicknesses, so we can be free, my friends, so we can be free in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray with me. He loves you. And he proved his love by going to a cross, a cruel Roman cross, shedding blood, going through an, a horrific crucifixion, tremendous pain, tremendous torturing. He did this because he loves you, you, my friends. I want you to pray with me. He'll forgive you if you repent, turn from your sin. Jesus made it very clear in Luke 13, verse 3. Unless you repent, you likewise shall perish. Repent. Say, Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. God, I'm so sorry for possessing a device that belonged to the kingdom of darkness. 
I promise, O oh God, to get rid of it. I turn from the elements of the occult. I turn from the kingdom of darkness. And I embrace you, Jesus, in your cross, your resurrection power. Jesus, be my Lord. Be my Savior. Fill me with your presence, your love, your joy, your peace, your power. Cleansing me. Giving me a new life. And I feel that as you begin to pray. And I know there's people praying even. I feel it. In the spiritual realm, there are people being born into the kingdom of God even now. And I rejoice with you. Just say, Lord Jesus, fill me with your peace, your joy, your love. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm proud of you. I commend you in the faith. Amen. Now, if you simply pray that prayer with me. I want you to email me at j at jbartlett.org, jy at jbartlett.org, and let me know that you just prayed that prayer so I can rejoice and send you a free New Testament. Just simply write me and send me a mailing address, and I would like to get God's Word into your hands so you can be strengthened, encouraged, equipped to fight back the kingdom of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. My friends... We are war, and I take this war very seriously. That is why we do these radio presentations. That's why we are on the air every single night of every weekday. We are here to help you and those in darkness. We want to see people free in the name of Jesus. We want people to realize who they are in Jesus Christ. We want people to realize that if you know the Lord, you are seated with him. You are hidden in God in Christ. And that's a safe place. That's a beautiful, comforting place where there's no curse, no sin, no demon, no pain, no suffering. Only the fullness of Jesus Christ and all his promises, which are yes, which are yes in him. That is a beautiful place to be. And if you just pray that prayer, you are seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms. And I have a whole teaching on that. If you go to my homepage, jbartlett.org, at that, at that homepage, I have written a new manual called Freedom Fighter Training Manual. And I deal with that teaching. I believe it will liberate you, it will transform you in a very profound, deep manner. It's important as children of God, we know who we are. And God's beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you begin to realize who you are in Jesus Christ, you can do amazing things. Amazing things. Your life will be changed. Your outlook will change. will be transformed. You will not be gripped with condemnation. Continue. Sure, there will be times when Satan brings condemnation to you. Attacks. But you'll be able to overcome them because you will realize God's truth prevails. Over the kingdom of darkness and the lies of Satan. You have victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan is defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. By his blood, by his resurrection, by his ascension, by his second coming. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Go to my homepage, jbartlett.org. Download, it's free. Download my new training manual. Freedom Fighters Training Manual. Where I develop this teaching in a little deeper manner. Go there now. 
I bless you, my friends. I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I bless you, all of you, in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Michael Tate with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. Because she's a Christian, Leibia spends much of the 1970s in a Russian prison and comes to expect the nightly whippings from the faceless guard. But one night she looks into his weary face and sees how he, too, is tired of the beatings. A voice tells Leibia to forgive this man, for God loves him, too. So as he lifts his whip, she lifts her head and smiles. The man is stunned, and Leibia says... I see you as you once were, a beautiful, innocent child. And I see you as I hope you will be. She then tells the guard how Saul of Tarsus had been a torturer, but was changed by God. That night, the guard's life is also changed forever. How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Yeah.
Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with another way you could recognize a Jesus freak. Authentic faith isn't easy. Most of the time, the world says one thing, and God's word says the exact opposite. As a matter of fact, that's one way to detect a Jesus freak. 2,000 years ago, the Thessalonica City Council cried out that Paul and Silas had turned the world upside down. Maybe that's something to shoot for. Are you caught in the ways of the world? If you were brought before your city council, would they even realize that your citizenship is really in heaven? Upside down living, that's another way to recognize a Jesus freak. Are you a Jesus freak? For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. 